0: are listening to episode 210 of the Confident Coaches podcast, the one where we're going to look at your calendar from an entirely different angle. Let's go. Welcome to the Confident Coaches podcast, a place for creating the self-confidence you need to do your best work as a life coach. If you want to bring more boldness, more resilience, and more joy to your work, this is the place for you. I'm your host Amy Latta. Let's dive in. Hello my friend. How's everybody doing? I hope you're doing fabulously. I hope you. I hope you right now listening. My my words tickling your eardrums. Hi. How are you doing? Like for real. <sighs> I'm going to invite you to just take a deep breath and chill and relax into the next 20, 30 minutes or so, because I know we're going to be talking about time. We're going to be talking about time, how you're spending your time. And it's very possible that listening to this podcast becomes this thing that feels like either a check mark or it's something that you're doing to avoid work that you would otherwise be doing. It might be zone out time. Uh, you might be playing, you know, Candy Crush. Do people still play Candy Crush? <laughs> I don't even know. You might be playing Candy Crush and this is playing in the background and you're only half listening. I don't know if you're tuning in. I don't know if you're zoning out. I don't know if this is a distraction for you, but we're going to be talking a little bit about that. And this is going to be one of the weirdest things you ever hear a podcaster say on their own podcast, but if listening to me every week is not the best use of your time, well, after this episode, you might decide whether or not spending this time with me every week is worth your time. I know, I literally just like, (laughs) but I'm going to help you figure out what is a good use of your time in this episode that's the larger point. Okay, so y'all know I got ADHD, right? By the way, I want you to know I am going noteless on this. So hopefully we just keep coming back in. I literally have like, there's one section I have notes on. We aren't there yet. (laughs) Y'all know I got ADHD, right? My mind goes in 27 directions in any given time. And it's currently more... ADHD-ish now in this cycle of my life as I transition in from, I'm still in late stage perimenopause. That dang calendar just reset. And so I can definitely tell. Like, Amy from about, mm, you know, 24, not quite 36 months ago, started getting a little bit more scattered. But I've never never been a great planner of my time, which is fascinating because I actually used to be an event planner. So, you know, my first job out of college, I was working in corporate public relations. I was working in investor relations department, earnings releases, press releases, yes, but for very financial specific, very financially purpose press releases, not your more traditional press releases. And one of the things that I did was I helped set up meetings between the corporations we represented and portfolio managers in New York City and, you know, investment houses, that kind of thing. So it was event planning. It was meeting planning. I was a meeting planner and I have been a photo shoot planner and I have been you know, a, a marketing planner, strategizer. So, the timing of things, calendaring of things, planning events. I have helped plan charity functions. So, <laughs> I still remember when I was talking to the psychiatrist, because up until I got diagnosed, I still had the thinking that I developed. ADHD because certainly I wouldn't have been good at these meeting, planning, event planning, which was a big part of my corporate career, to which the psychiatrist said, actually, very common for women, especially because it affects ADHD affects us very differently than men. Very common that you would have pursued a job that was a multi-moving pieces, How many multiple moving pieces do you have in your business, right? Very common that you would have those things going on and multiple, you know, moving pieces and planning for them and strategizing and the logistics of all of that. And he was actually makes total sense. It's very, very common that you are attracted to that. And you probably did it very well because it gave your mind something to kind of for lack of better words, obsess over. It's just that now in my late 40s, I can't mask the ADHD struggles as well. And even when I was meeting planning and event planning and had multiple, you know, logistics, who's got to be where, when, you know, in order for this to happen here, this has to happen here, this happened, you know, anybody who's ever planned an event ever you know, I did event planning was part of my corporate career throughout the 10 years. And then even into my volunteering work and nonprofit work that I did when I was primarily a stay-at-home mom, you know, you know, the, the volume of information and knowledge and that the precise timing of things, but I could never keep a calendar. You know, if I've bought one planner, I've bought a hundred planners. In fact, I ran errands on Saturday, and I so rarely I use Instacart nine times out of ten to get any shopping done. Or, you know, I still do all of the mental labor around it. But maybe Trey will go and run to the store instead of me. But I was in Target, and there I was standing in front of the planners. I was literally drawn to them. I'm walking down. I have no plan to look at them, and yet. I saw all the pretty covers. I saw the inspirational sayings on them. And, you know, they're already selling 2024 planners. And I just, I felt so compelled. And there was so, it was so fascinating. There was this thing in my mind that would be like, maybe 2024 will be the year I finally learn how to use a planner and actually stick with it. Guys, I have... Craft tape and fancy pens and stickers. I mean, I've, if I've tried one, I've tried them all. But calendaring, my time, it just don't work with my brain. Maybe someday, somewhere, somebody will figure out a system that works for the way my mind functions. So when I have been taught calendaring as an entrepreneur, it's never worked for me. I have tried all of the, what is basically like dog training yourself to like do what you say, you know, do what you said you're going to do when you said you're going to do it. I've tried the plan your full day uh, the night before. I've tried to calendar my, you know, I've tried Monday hour one, which is a concept I learned from my, my previous coaching school where you plan your entire, you know, you you spend, you know, the first hour of Monday planning your entire week and you're literally scheduling every minute. I've attempted to schedule every minute of my day. I've attempted to schedule uh, just random chunks of, you know, more non-specific chunks of time. I've tried my good friend Jill Farmer, who is an amazing time management coach. I've tried her methods, like baby stepping and turtle stepping. You know, I learned from her, you know, the blocking out 10 minutes of two minute tasks. None of these things are bad. It's just so many people that they don't work for. And if you are anything like me, you might have assumed you were the problem and you weren't. Here's the other thing that has always been left out of those conversations. I've talked a little bit about this. So we are in the Elevate Your Income marketing intensive series. This is week 6 of the Elevate Your Income marketing intensive, the calendaring for income. I've had time blocking, time planning coaching involved before, but it was always like here are things you should probably do based on what the most popular books say, but It didn't necessarily work for me. And I really wanted to come up with like, what is your, what do your weeks look like? And everybody over here says it should look like this. These people in this camp say it should look like this. And a a big message, so two things. There was the traditional calendaring, whether it be, you know, plan every minute or time block. And that just never, and I kept thinking I was deficient that I was incapable of, if I say I'm going to write content from 11 a.m. to one, I should sit down and write content from 11 a.m. to one. And it still fascinates me how often I will be like, this will be the week I finally get my shit together. No, it is not. Probably one of the biggest lessons of getting diagnosed and put on medication for ADHD is that's actually not a non-existent place. Because what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to hack my way into a system that will never work for the way my brain works. I actually need to figure out how my brain works and use how it works in order to create the things I want to create, not force it into a system through some series of hacks. This is never going to work. And then the other piece of this is going, I, and listen, I love the book Big Leap, at least when I have read it the first two times. I have not read it in a couple of years. It's on my list of books we need to reread and what's my takeaway now. And, you know, it, uh, that's where I learned that idea of your zone of genius, your zone of excellence, etc. It's like... For the longest time, I was coached, and this is the conversation I've had with you before. Episode 183 around playing, being necessary for business, and how to create a dopamine menu, I didn't realize that as I was being coached and as my business was growing, you know, I kept being coached and advised of, you know, you are a CEO and your brain is your biggest asset. Again, all truth. So you should not be spending time in zones of competency. You should be spending all of your time in your zones of genius. Like you're the brain. You are the creator. And that's where your brain energy should be going to. It shouldn't be going to these tasky things. Hire that out. Hire that out. Get an admin to do that for you. If you remember that episode, if you haven't listened to episode 183, I talk way more extensively about this conversation in that episode. It's not a prerequisite for this episode, but if you haven't listened to it, it'd be a fantastic follow-up to this one. But the idea that I shared in that episode was I didn't realize, because I didn't realize I had ADHD and that I'm dopamine deficient, is that I was outsourcing all of my sources of dopamine when I was becoming more like a quote-unquote CEO. And that as my business grew and as I took all of those things off of my plate in my calendar that are the admin and the scheduling and the tasking, and it was only doing the super thinking, the high-level thinking, and the, the problem-solving and the creating, what I didn't understand is that for me... It's kind of like the idea of the book, Eat the Frog First. That ain't going to work for me. I have to like, I need I need some dessert first <laughs> because I need the dopamine. My uh, Another great episode to listen to is my conversation with my ADHD coach from a few weeks back. That's only a couple weeks ago, maybe about a month ago, episode 206 with uh, Megan Kirsted, where she talks about you know, what your mind desires to do and your motivation for doing things when you're working with, you know, if if traditional ways of getting things done aren't working for you, there could be so many other reasons and it doesn't even have to be ADHD. And this conversation is going to be about how you calendar your time so that your business can create income. So making sure that you are receiving the dopamine hits. Like, not that you are doing tasky tasks to avoid the work that you really should be doing. Like, your, your, your day may look very, you know, very similar. Are you doing a bunch of stuff so that you're avoiding the work that you really need to do? Or are you doing a little bit of stuff that helps you feel a little bit more accomplished and maybe you are doing them on the front end of your day or earlier than what the experts say you should be doing, but it gives you a sense of accomplishment and you're checking things off your list so that by the time you get to a two-hour copywriting block, your brain and your belief that you can get things done and the, your f- beliefs about yourself that you can accomplish things and you're smart and you... Not even just capable, but like you you can get shit done and you're good at getting it done and you know what you're doing and you're super good at this. Now let me go write some content. The way traditional people, like how everybody else had ever taught me, was like, go extract the brilliance out of your brain and create the content first, then maybe get to that other stuff. And that just didn't work for me. Now that might not be your story, but you want to think about calendaring for income, you want to spend your time in a way that works with your personal flow. I Experts who are like, if you're not getting up at 5am and getting all this stuff done before the world wakes up, you're running your business wrong. Well, not if your rhythms don't work that way right out of the gate in order to calendar for income you need to figure out how you flow it's kind of like your natural states you have a date you know you know your circadian rhythms you flow every 90 minutes well those go all 24 hours so you're running in 90 minute cycles throughout the day and your motivating, energized time of day might be different than somebody else's motivated, energized time of day. And just because that person's system works for them, it might be a terrible idea for you. So noticing when you are most productive, noticing when you feel like you have the most energy, it might not look like someone else. Like for some people, they want to get up and they want to be working by 7am and they're wrapping up their day by 2 But for somebody else, they may not even be walking into the office until 11 a.m. Somebody else might be me. (laughs) Right? I mean, I don't, I rarely schedule anything before 11 a.m. Because I just know that my mornings, I need lots of space to maybe get a load of laundry done or maybe accomplish a few tasks Maybe, you know, clean up an area of the house. Whereas before, I assumed that me doing that meant I was avoiding work. No, I was actually, that's actually just how I function better. So notice where you flow. Notice where your energy comes from. Definitely go listen to episode 183 around the importance of play. Because I'm going to invite you to create a playlist, as I describe in that episode, that play helps you create more energy in your day. What brings you joy? What makes you happy? What are you doing that feels forced? And how can you accomplish that same thing with more energy, more joy, more play? Because calendaring for income isn't just about getting the job done. It's about understanding that this is how you're going to spend your day in and day out. And do you want it to not suck? Because long term, that's how you're going to create that income that pays for your life outside of your business. Can you grind it out for a few years I mean, people do it literally all of the time. It's rewarded in our society. Work hard, play hard is a mantra that people love. And we wear that badge with honor. I go into a whole reason why it's not good on so many levels in that podcast episode. That that is driven from production is the only measure of your worth and you get rewarded We dangle out rewards like carrots. And what I'm telling you is instead of putting that carrot on a stick and keep chasing it until you finally chase it, just go ahead and eat carrots throughout the day. (laughs) Like there's no reason to chase it. Just enjoy it while you get the stuff done. So creating a playlist is about finding what empowers you and creates energy in your day and incorporating that throughout your day and that you're actually creating a playlist. Like what are your appetizers? Uh, Like easy, quick boosts. They require very little planning or very little thought. Maybe you're dancing around. You know, maybe you're shaking things out. You're grounding yourself with bare feet on earth. You're stepping out in the sunshine. You're taking a few deep breaths like just boosts of energy. You want to think about what your longer activities are that, um, what we might call your, your entrees of play and enjoyment. They might require some planning. They might take some time. You want to think about this, I think is the important thing when you're thinking about calendaring your time, you know, entrees are going to be something like, you know, your, your workout time, your meditating time. Lunch dates, lunch breaks, coffees with your business bestie or your friend, getting out and away, you know, coaching sessions, long chats with friends, friend night, date nights, longer versions of your quick boosts. You know, w- are you blocking those in throughout your week? Is there something in your mind that's telling you the only way you can make the income that you want is if you work 50, 60, 70, Hundred hours a week, there are people out there who are telling you that. It's reiterated in our society multiple times over. And what I'm offering to you, what I'm suggesting to you, what I'm flat out telling you is the science doesn't back that up. The science backs up that you will have more sustained long term success, more creativity, more production, more motivation. More freaking enjoyment if you incorporate play and fun and joy into your life. Is it on your calendar? Are you making time for it? So when you're creating this playlist, you want to think about small things you can do, large things you can do, what I call kind of sides. You know, are you listening to music or a podcast or a comedian? Are you taking five-minute breaks? So like while you are working, while you are getting things done Do you have play like happening around you in your space? And there's a few more ways that you can build play and enjoyment and fun. Those are the key ones when it comes to calendaring for income. Because now that you kind of have an idea of how you flow, how you energize, what your hours should look like, now you want to think about the work that you are doing that's going on your calendar. And listen, I don't actually care if you're time block. You don't have to time block anything. I'm just going to ask you to consider, are you spending time every day doing activities that make you money? Because that should be on the calendar. If you want a calendar for income, you need to do things that, yes, boost your dopamine, you find enjoyable. Those things may or may not be client-creating activities you definitely want to find client-creating activities that you are doing every day. And ideally, they are client-creating activities that you find enjoyment in. Listen, if you want to make as much money as fast as humanly possible, you can grind out and hustle and power through. Oh, look at all those words, right? You can 100% do that. Like, you could work it to the grindstone. I'm like, I have like 57 different analogs. Our euphemisms in my head. We've heard all of them, right? Of course you can do that. You can go balls to the wall. Give it all that you've got. Work yourself. Get it all created. All produces. Work, work, work. Get it all done. And it might create short-term success. For sure. But God. eh, (laughs) <laughs> no, thank you. Why are we doing this for? Why are we doing this for if we're not going to at least enjoy the process? That doesn't mean that you're not going to do shit that's hard. It doesn't mean that you're, there's not going to be some client creating activity that you're going to need to do that ain't your favorite. But damn, why not try finding What creates clients and you actually enjoy doing, or you can find a way to do it in a way you enjoy and not just what somebody else told you to do. So you want to think about what do you know makes you money? What are those activities? And we talked about this in, you know, week four of your marketing strategy. When we talked about a simplified content and marketing strategy, we talk about that. And you you identify specifically what those activities are when you are in the marketing intensive or when you work with me one-on-one. So what do you want to make sure that you're doing every day? What do you want to make sure you're doing every week? What do you want to make sure you're doing every month or quarter? Make sure those things are on your calendar because you know those things create income for you. So we're talking about incorporating play and activities that are on your calendar that you know create income. And this is where I want to wrap up with. Inside Free to Paid Coach, which is my brand new, or not my brand new, my entry level program for brand new coaches, I challenge everybody to set a goal for 90 minutes a day of actions that create clients. And there are categories of actions that you can take. It's not hard to come up with 90 minutes a day of these actions that create clients and you can actually access this actions that create clients inside my free Facebook group play more sell more side note as of this recording I am I do not have access to Facebook so I cannot let you in the group (laughs) if you're already in the group amazing so by the end of this podcast episode, I'm gonna give you, you know what i'm I'm gonna make this a, a free downloadable resource since I am on like by the time this comes out, I might be able to be letting you guys in. <laughs> To play more, sell more, but as of this recording, um, it's been 25, 26 days since I lost access to all of my Facebook. So you know what? Let's just make this a free downloadable. And by the end of this recording, I'll give you an amylada.com address you can go and you can download the actions that create clients and to choose some, or you can spend 90 minutes a day doing this. So notice that the calendaring for income has kind of three things. First, notice what I said to do first. Play. Enjoyment. Is playing enjoyment on your calendar. And then the second thing are things that you know make you money on your calendar. And then the third thing, each day. I challenge you to commit to 90 minutes a day of actions that create clients. I'm going to skim through this because you can go to the site that I'm going to give you in just a moment that you'll be able to download it. Again, if you're in Play More, Sell More, it's already in there. It's just unfortunately right now I can't let new people in until Facebook pulls their head out of their butt and gives me my accounts back. (laughs) By the way, an episode is coming on all of that. I would really like to have a resolution before I record it though. Okay, so 90 minutes a day of actions that create clients. And what are we talking about? I give you in this download seven days worth of things to choose from and it's like rinse and repeat it's so easy to come up with 90 minutes a day and if 90 minutes a day this depends on where you're in your business if you are a brand new coach and you're still working full-time 20 minutes 30 minutes a day or maybe you're doing 90 minutes a day three days a week this is not all or nothing none of your calendar should be all or nothing none of it should be all or nothing You're a human being with energy ebbs and flows. The more you trust yourself, that you're going to show up because it's full of actions and activities you actually enjoy doing. Do you see why it's so much easier? Like, I'm way more inspired to do what I enjoy doing if I know why people should hire me. If I know who I'm talking to. If I've come up with a really simplified way to talk to them if I have that income in mind and I have a goal that I'm working towards, when it comes to putting stuff on my calendar, I don't have to force myself to show up to my own business. So 90 minutes a day, if you can do 90 minutes a day every day for 90 days, holy mother trucker, your business will be in an entirely new place. Commit to 90 minutes a day for five days a week of these kinds of actions. So the first category are actually less actions and questions to help you define some of your actions. So the first one's, uh, I'm not gonna lie, it's a little bit of a misnomer. So right out of the gate, you wanna ask yourself income generating questions. By the way, actions that create clients are also known as income generating questions. What can I do today that plants seeds for creating income? What can I do today that opens the door for my audience to say yes? Who can I start this conversation with? How can I make a new connection? How can I solve one of my bestest clients' obstacles? How can I express who I am not for? What do I already know that works for sure? You answer just one of those. Answer two of those. You've got shit you could go do, right? By the way, all of this will be in the downloadable when I'm getting ready to share. So don't freak out. Don't, like, you don't have to stop and rewind. (laughs) Just... Go to the freebie in a moment. Day two, email marketing ideas. Send a regular weekly email. Send specific launch emails. Send a video introducing yourself. Create an email series where you share one thing each day, asking for a response of some kind. Invite them to a free one-hour session to tackle one problem or create a strategy. So you have income-generating questions. You have email marketing ideas. The next category of actions that create clients. By the way, I'm realizing that day two is verbiage still in my notes from when I ran this as a challenge. Scratch that. (laughs) Category two, okay. Category two was email marketing ideas. Category three, content marketing and social media ideas. Share a usable or thought-provoking idea with a call to action. Record a podcast with a call to action. Create interactive content like carousels, reels, TikToks. Share a short live training or behind the scenes. News you can use right now, videos. People love that stuff. They love seeing you doing what you do. Not just create the freebie, but deliver a freebie that offers a solution to one problem. You know, share that usable thought of provoking ideas in your own Facebook group. Spend time in other Facebook groups where you are not violating the terms of those groups. Spend time in the comment section of big platforms who are never going to respond to everybody that comments. You know, take one idea and tailor it to each of the formats that I've shared. Take one idea and tailor it to more than one social media platform. So many different ideas right there. Very easy to come up with 90 minutes. The next category, in-person connection ideas. Go to networking events, invite people you know you want to know more to a lunch or coffee or meeting. Develop one to three speaking topics and ask event organizers if they're looking for speakers. Ask organizers of, of Facebook groups and big platforms that you're already engaged in if you know they're ever looking for guests, you know, formally present a topic to their people. Update old friends and colleagues on what you're doing. Ask former employers about presenting a tailored topic to them. Ask friends, family, colleagues, who should I know, you know, related to what you do. Offer free or low-cost classes or presentations at your local library or co-working space. Churches, civic groups. Lots of in-person connection ideas. Pitching special events. That's in the next category. Pitch speaking topics to Podcasts that have a shared audience, invite them to be on your podcast. Pitch local TV and media. Pitch online or national media. Submit to trade magazines or outlets. Submit to big speaker events. Submit to anyone hosting an event of any kind where speakers are included. By the way, the researching of all of that is not including in your 90 minutes, by the way. <laughs> the actual pitching is. Your next category is what I would just call follow-ups. Respond to those direct questions and comments. Respond to people who have sent you email or DMs. Follow up with anyone who you've responded to that hasn't followed up with you. Follow up with past clients. Ask past clients for testimonials. Send direct messages to anyone who's interacting with your content regularly. Please note, nobody's dropping into your DMs with a hey hun. (laughs) We're sending direct messages to people that we know are engaged in our content or we've had conversations with before. Send direct emails to anyone who regularly opens your emails. Send direct emails to anyone who's opted into your freebie. You know, follow up with them. This last category is I learned this strategy from Susan Hyatt. I'm almost positive that she got it or adapted it from the real estate world. So she's a, a coach that I worked with back in 2019. And if you've been in traditional networking, you've probably heard some variation of a 3 one connection strategy. And that is every day, send three emails, write two thank you notes, and talk directly to one person. There's 90 minutes of activity that you could give that a try. All of those ideas, mix, match. There are things that you will absolutely like never gonna do that. Just cross those off the list. Because if you're not enjoying it, if you're not having fun with it, then we don't need to be doing it. The last thing I actually said that the actions that create clients was gonna be the last thing. There's actually is one more last thing. This came up in the coaching session for the September group of the marketing Intensive when we went through this week, and that is, there are things that you might be doing today that you know you won't be doing or are going to look different in the future. So some of those things could be as simplified as you know that the the number of clients you are onboarding right now, the way that you onboard people. It's clunky or it's not a very time efficient. It's not a great way that you spend your time. But you know that if you were to get more people in, you would need to remedy that. So those are things you want to go ahead and remedy now. But if you're talking about, I want to be a better writer and I'm just not there yet. Like, I am not even joking. It took me like three, four hours to put my last lad of love notes email together. And in my mind, it should take an hour. And I coach on this a lot where people are like, I wanted to write three posts and I only got one post done and I can't possibly create the content that I need to create if that's what I'm doing. And I liken this to training. I liken this to training for a marathon, right? Like if it took you an hour, or let's let's not say an hour, Let, if it took you 30 minutes to run a mile, your brain would probably tell you, there's no way I can run a marathon because I can't run for 13 hours. <laughs> to which your mind is trying to be where you're going to be in the future. And what I want to offer to you now is your minimum baseline. Do not overlook minimum baselines. In your calendaring. You will get better. You will get faster at doing these things. You will get more efficient. You will find ways to automate or just frankly get better at doing this, all of it, the more that you do it. So if right now writing one post in two hours is what it takes you to do, then that's what you do. If right now just doing one thing a day is what you got. Just go do one thing a day. Yes, I did say 90 minutes a day for 90 days would drastically move your needle. But if not being able to do that has you not doing anything at all, that's not moving your needle. What's your minimum baseline? Establish that. Love it. Enjoy. Like Keep to that knowing That the more you spend in your minimum baseline of activity in the amount of time that it takes you to do things now and be really good with where you are. Like this is enough. Me continuing to do minimum baseline will move my needle more forward than not committing to it. And that's a great place to be. All right, my friends. Okay. So what are we going to call this thing that you're going to go download? You are going to download actions that create clients. You are going to go to amylatta.com forward slash income actions. If you go to amylatta.com forward slash income actions, all of those categories in the examples underneath each of them, you can download and it's yours. And just go put that into action. Commit to taking 90 minutes of action a day, doing what makes you money. Any or all mix and match. You can focus on one category. You can mix and match categories. You can ask yourself the income generating questions every day. You can do the three, two, one every day. Whatever brings joy and you feel motivated and you feel excited to do amylatta.com forward slash income actions, and you can download all of that and decide what you are going to do with it. Okay, all right. So let's go fill our calendar with activities that we love, that we enjoy, and that actually make us money. That's how you calendar for income. Go to amylada.com forward slash income actions, and you can download that list, cross off what you don't want to do, And start taking your minimum baseline or 90 minutes a day or something in between of those actions every day. And let's go see what you create. I can't wait to see what you create. And I'll talk to you next week. Coach, it's time to sign your first free client, your first paid client, your next client and to learn how to do it consistently and having a hell of a lot of fun along the way. This is exactly what you're going to do in Free to Paid Coach. It's the only program giving you step-by-step what to do to become a paid coach and step-by-step how to handle the roller coaster emotions that come with doing what you need to do to become a paid coach. If you know you can't not do this life coaching thing, But believing that you can do it, handling rejection, and remembering how to do all of those things shuts you down, the free-to-paid coach community is waiting for you. Find everything that you're looking for inside. It's only $1,000, payments are available, and then you are in forever. Visit amylatta.com forward slash FTPC to join us right now. See you inside.